We are back, Servant Leader. Welcome to episode 41 of the podcast. We got a great show for you this time around as we look to create significance, build influence, and make a difference here on the Services Power podcast. It's an exciting time as we dive deeper into this year of discovery. What have you discovered about yourself as this new year has rolled around? Let us know. Visit our website and tell us about it or email us at helloatservicespower.org. Thank you for embracing our mini episodes. We're getting a lot of listeners and we appreciate those who have downloaded that first episode. Each of you are a big part of helping us towards this new goal of 5,000 downloads by the end of 2020. Part of this goal is to discover who we've been able to be significant with. Maybe we've been able to help you along on your journey. If we have, but you're pressed for time, or maybe you don't know exactly what to say via an email message, the best way to let us know is to download every episode that was beneficial to you. Every download continues to tell us to keep going, keep pressing, and keep this train moving forward. We're very close to a milestone of one of our original goals. We're looking to do 100 episodes of the podcast, and the halfway mark is fast approaching. I am so stoked for episode 50, and you're not going to want to miss who we're going to have up on deck for that one and the kinds of gifts that we'll have for each of you who are the first 50 listeners to contact the podcast. Be prepared to discover what that is by subscribing to wherever you listen to the podcast app. As we look at discovering who we are, the next mini episode of the podcast will talk a little bit more about who we truly need to reach out to. We've discovered that the way we've started may not be the way we finish. Many of us have visions, dreams, and desires as we start on the road to making a difference for others around us and have discovered that those visions end up achieving different goals. This is another one of those episodes that we're going to need your engagement on. And we can't wait to hear from you Servant Leader listeners. When life throws those curveballs that reorient our vision and focus, what do we do? Many people just stay down. Most Servant Leaders don't but it doesn't mean we don't want to. How do we remain resolute during our toughest moments? 2019 didn't end great for some of us and 2020 isn't starting out much better and Fulton Wright is on deck to help us learn the theory that will help certain leaders become more resilient. Fulton Wright is a career technician, a wellness consultant, spiritual thought leader, entrepreneur, and community volunteer who promotes holistic, professional, and personal lifestyle. He spent 15 years with the Intel Corporation, 14 years in the United States Navy, two years as a crisis suicide intervention consultant, and as a partner with Syzygy Solutions. I want to apologize in advance for some of the audio that got muffled and even cut off in this episode, but there's plenty of great content that will help you build and grow. Get ready to bounce back on this one, Seven Leaders. Welcome back to the podcast, Servant Leaders. I'll tell you what, I'm going through a time right now in life, and it's going to be a little bit off of when the podcast airs versus when I'm going through this. But as leaders, we need to be able to jump into situations and jump out of them. We need to be able to take what's going on around us, adapt to it, overcome it so that we can be successful for the people that we serve. And I'm going through that right now. And I'm going to tell you right now, servant leaders, I'm not doing a whole good job of it, but I've got a guy here on the podcast that is going to help us all be a lot more resilient. We're talking about resilience theory. 
with my buddy Fulton Wright. Fulton, man, can you talk to the people? Can you tell them how you're doing? Can you tell them what's going on with you? Hey there, everybody. Great to be here. Great to be here, Lyle. Thanks for inviting me. I hear you when you're talking about, you know, the time of the year, the things we're going through, how we do that. It's crucial in how we maintain our focus, how we integrate with the people and the community around us. And it's, it's just a pleasure for me to be here talking to you guys about this. Well, thanks so much, Fulton. We're so appreciative of you coming on the podcast this time around. Hey, can you talk a little bit about who you are, kind of what you've got going on in life, uh, even a little bit about your family? I know you are very passionate about those guys. Sure. So my background is 14 and a half years of military service in the U.S. Navy. I was a IT project manager, technician. I was going for a career, but I medically retired at 14 and a half years. And that was quite an interruption in my life. You know, you talk about maintaining resilience and adapting. Boy, that threw me for a loop. But uh, I uh, realized that I needed to find out what was going on with me and how I could overcome that circumstance. Because I wasn't ready to get out at all. And what I ended up doing was I, I moved to part of the country where I, I knew I'd be comfortable. I... Uh, Jumped into education. I set goals for myself. I studied psychology and then social work. I did social work for a while. And now I'm back in the technical field. Uh, but I also work as a coach and a consultant. My wife works alongside me. I enjoy both sides of those fields, both the technical and working with people. I also work among my community. I Specifically, I've worked with Lines for Life and the and the military, uh, the Veterans Crisis Line, just helping people maintain focus and resilience and safety, and being able to do that for myself and my family as well. Wow, that is really fantastic. A lot of things going on there, and it seems like there has been a lot that you've needed to bounce back from. Can you talk to us a little bit, Fulton, about what resilience theory is? And even throw in a sidebar question, is there a difference from just resilience and resilience theory? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. So resilience is it's the practice of bouncing back when we face adversity, stress, trauma, threats. Uh, anything from, you know, life-changing events to daily stress factors, you know, among relationships, health, financial pro problems. So it's it's very much a personal thing of how we maintain our wellness, how we face what's in front of us and adapt and keep going. But it's also a communal practice of being able to identify what I bring to the table and what another person brings to the table, and what are our shared or differing experiences, and then how can we work together to achieve a common goal? So there's three primary factors in resilience. Uh, one is protection, two is people, three is purpose. So safety, community, and purpose, where we're going, who we're going with, and do we have the resources? and the setting to achieve what we want to achieve and to be a person who is able to focus on and maintain their own wellness. And so resilience includes, you know, very common, you know, just day-to-day -day activities such as preparation, intuition, uh, 
personal and community mindset, and then cooperation and collaboration. So then uh, resilience theory centers around studying people who are in the midst of adversity, you know, people who have been through war, people who have been through oppression, marginalization, um, refugees, you know, people have had to travel elsewhere than their place of birth to maintain safety. And then studying these people and finding what are the common links to them maintaining wellness, maintaining focus, and surviving. And not just surviving, but excelling, adapting. So that's kind of what the different resilience is an activity. It's a practice and a process. Resilience theory is as we, is is our assessment of this process and highlighting certain actions that will improve resilience. Servant leaders, there is so much there that we need to really go back and chew on. Listen, if you're listening to this thing right now, I would suggest that you go back, rewind, listen to what Fulton had to say again, because there's so much there. There's a difference between going through something and then actually being in the middle of something and observing what's going on while we're going through it. And the honest thing is for us servant leaders is that other people are going through stressors and situations in life that they're going to need to bounce back from as well. And it's going to be important for us as leaders to understand what we're going through and what they're going through to be able to make the type of decisions that are going to be best for those of us around us that we're serving. Because there are common links as Fulton was talking about. And there are also things that are going around in our safety and our community with the purpose of our lives, the purpose of the situation that we're in, the purpose of our schools, the purpose of our community as a whole that we all need to be paying attention to. And resilience is a key factor. Now, Fulton, what exactly can servant leaders specifically, what do they need to understand and what do they need to be focusing on when it comes to resilience theory? Let me let me just retract uh, and, and pop a short question. Give me a short definition of servant leader. What comes to your mind? Servant leader. Servant leader is a, a person walking in confident humility, positively influencing, making significance with other people. Is it safe to say then that a servant leader has been through, you know, a lot of these things that their their people, the people around them, the people they serve, they'll be kind of well-versed in understanding the dynamics of stress, if you'd say. This is where resilience theory matters to leaders. Is I, I heard you mention that life throws different dynamics at us. And a servant leader is somebody who's been through those dynamics over and over again and has been able to maintain through that process an identity of this is who I am, despite the challenges that are coming against me, the challenges I'm facing. And these are who this identity has been fashioned by my process of learning how to react to the challenges. So as we know from uh, neurology and brain science these days, um, when, when, when we are faced with stress, Faced with trauma, um, our brain goes into a fight 
fight, flight, and freeze mode. And um, the way this interacts, this this is rooted in the amygdala. And the way it interacts is when when that part of our brain is overwhelmed by the amount of stress that's going on, then the reasoning part of our brain, the frontal cortex, is interrupted. It's impacted. And so having more exposure to challenges, actually, if we set in for ourselves the process of assessing what's going on, it allows the frontal part, the reasoning part, to then find rituals, find methods to correct that imbalance that's going on in the brain. So that's why resilience is critical to being a servant leader. If we are to compassionately lead, then we have to understand how the dynamics change the physiology of the person who's facing the dynamics. Does that make sense? Yes, Fulton, it certainly does. The servant leaders, I'm going to have Fulton jump in and correct me if I'm wrong. But when we're talking about the amygdala, the, the kind of the backside of our brains, that's kind of where our brains would operate if we didn't have kind of anything going on. If we were just lazy in life, the amygdala was what would go on. But when we're working hard, when we're trying to be effective in life, that's when our prefrontal cortex is really making work happen. And so what we have to do with resilience theory is we have to make sure our brains are working right. Does that sound about right, Fulton? That's absolutely right, Lyle. Our prefrontal cortex will draw on the pattern established for ourselves through those challenges. And that is what we'll bring to the table as a servant leader. So servant leaders, it is important that we all know that it's tough to go out there and lead people. But it's even that much more tough when as servant leaders, we're thinking about others first. And so we have to be connected to this idea of resilience theory when it comes to how our brain is working and then how we observe the life around us, how we connect to the people around us, how we are able to assess situations around us. And it doesn't matter what sphere of influence we have in the world, everyone's going through something. And it's important for us to be able to handle these things well. Fulton, getting into our next question, why is it important, particularly for servant leaders, to be able to handle stress really, really well? Okay, let me backtrack a little bit to answer that question. Uh, my wife and I now have put together an LLC, which we call Syzygy Solutions. Have you ever heard the word Syzygy? It's one of those great um, Scrabble words. And what it means is a conjunction or an opposition. It also means a pair of connected or corresponding things. And the third meaning is the nearly straight line configuration of celestial bodies. So Syzygy is what happens when we have an eclipse. You know. Sun, moon, earth, earth, sun, moon, that kind of, it's the alignment of, of planets. And I like how the, the one definition points out the nearly straight line configuration, because not everything is going to be perfectly aligned as we go through challenges. And going back to your question, then, the reason it's important to develop resilience and to be able to handle stress well is because what that risk when we face trauma unprepared, when we face stress unprepared, is 
we risk withdrawing back into our protection bubble. You know, as a servant leader, we'll have been able to lead people, I mean, to maintain protection, have a safe working environment, we're leading people, and we're leading according to a purpose. But if we're not well-versed in maintaining that first step of finding protection, and that activity causes us to react uniquely rather than communally. So it's very important to know how to handle stress because then we establish this is how I react in this situation. And that frees us, once we're able to handle our own stress, it frees us to then observe the people around us and notice this is how they react to stress, or this is how my organization reacts to stress. Without being able to first handle our own stress well, we risk seeing an experience only through our own perspective. We then isolate ourselves from the other people by not including their perspective and their wisdom, if you'd say. So both individually and communally, as a leader, being able to handle stress is critical because it's a self-care. When the challenge comes, it's a form of self-care that says, this is who I am, and this is who I am compared to the challenge at hand. It's literally how largely we view our... And another reason that it's important is because when we carry ourselves well, when we are resilient and promote resilience, that emanates to the people around us. They will copy what they see in us as a leader. And not only does it emanate them, those people, the people we serve are also empowered. They will really literally try to, they will copy us. Like, and the more they have exposure to a resilient person, the more they will feel empowered to realize we've been through this before. Personally, collectively, we can do this. And it also helps us to maintain resonance. Uh, this kind of goes back to my comment on our own personal reactions. When we get overwhelmed by a stressful challenge, we create dissonance. We, we don't maintain a, a flow among the people around us. But when we are well-versed in resilience, then we are able, despite the noise around us, we're still able to maintain resonance and direction, thus direction. Wow, servant leaders. Fulton has given us so much here. There are elements of emotional intelligence as well as servant leadership, as well as resilience theory all up in this. Servant leaders, what I heard him saying is simply this. Servant leadership is one of the most courageous forms of leadership there is. Not just one of the more difficult forms of leadership, but we have to put on our big boy, big girl pants and take care of other people in the most stressful situations, which means we cannot allow our amygdala to take over that fight or flight or freeze action that goes on in our brains when certain events start to happen around us. We cannot allow that protective part of us from a personal perspective to take over our decision-making. We must be vigilant. 
we must be wide-eyed. We must be understanding of what's going on around us, not just with the elements, but with the people as well. So that means we have to connect on a deep level. One of the things I heard Fulton say is that we have to know ourselves, but we have to know the people that we're serving deeply as well for us to all be effective together so that we can walk together, get through whatever we're going through together, and we can come out on the right side of things at the end of this. As we're closing out this podcast, Fulton, I want to ask you the question about challenges for serving leaders. How can they overcome more successfully because of their ability to identify internal self characteristics? That's a great question, Lyle. And as you probably know, leadership is a very spiritual exercise. And resilience, knowing oneself, is also a spiritual exercise. It's both an exercise of discovery you know, our own reactions to stress, but our own decision-making process and identity. So it's important to have a well-set identity, to abide by the character that you've realized and established for yourself. A great part of servant leadership, you know, you work by certain principles, compassion, communication, collaboration, and being able to maintain your grasp on those characteristics when you're going through a myriad of challenges is definitely a spiritual practice. And and so one of the things I've established, one of the practices I've established for myself is maintaining ritual, maintaining a mindset, being able to plan actions and take actions, being able to adapt to change while promoting the characteristics and the character that I've chosen to live by, being able to promote a positive self-image, and at the same time, a connected self-image. And by doing all of those in emotions to my identity, I'm able then to establish and attain my focus, both providing and maintaining my own boundaries and maintaining my purpose, communicating my purpose in life. I'm able to empathize because of my self-understanding, it allows me to set my distress in challenge over to the side because I know that it will pass and I've been there before. You know, that allows me to be with the other people, allows me to communicate effectively, and it allows me to live authentically. And I think I'd like to end with one story. In my volunteer work with Lines for Life on the Veterans Crisis Line, one of the primary functions that I serve as I answer phone calls is being able to listen to people. And I've been told that I'm pretty great at it because when I'm on the phone, I realize what's already established is who I am and my own ability to deal with stress, to deal with challenge, and to compartmentalize that as I listen to another person and then allow them to realize what's going on inside of them. And the end goal, of course, is that they that this distress is relieved and then they come back to a realization that they are connected to a community of people who cares. And that allows us all to achieve our goal of safety, of continued purpose, and the continued ability to live authentically. And that's the advantage of self-awareness as a servant leader being able to bring that into a professional setting. 
Wow, servant leaders. Fulton Wright is on here. Resilience theory all over the map. Listen, servant leaders, you all know that being a servant leader is more than just doing a bunch of stuff. There's science involved. There is self-knowledge, self-understanding, self-worth, and self-value involved. Man, it's all over the map. We love all of this stuff when it comes to helping equip servant leaders grow and become the best and most significant people that they can be. Hey, Fulton, would you tell the people how they can connect to you, how they can figure out more about what you've got going on? How can they get in touch with you? Sure. I'm on my email at fulton.f.write at gmail.com. And people are welcome to you know contact me. I, I work both in the technical background and in a human resilience background, coaching, bringing people into alignment, into connection. Um, that's my practice. That's how, what I do as a servant leader. Outstanding. Fulton, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We love this one. It's going to help out a bunch of people. Thank you, Lyle. It was my pleasure. We apologize again, servant leaders, for the technical difficulties. Fulton gave both his email and his LinkedIn contact information, and both will be in the show notes. Listen, Fulton talked a lot about identity and the end of this discussion. Overall, our identity as a servant leader is important, but in particular, what I loved about the end of Fulton's talk was how he was a servant leader. Even if it's tied to our positions, understanding how our position affects the people we serve can make us even more effective servant leaders. And we desire to understand and improve our position with you. Jump over to servicespower.org and get connected to some of our free resources that will help you with that. And we'll see you at the very next step. We're honored to serve.